Hi everyone, it's Richard Beatty for Thinking Christian. In a recent survey by the D.L. Moody Center, 90% of their community expressed a deep desire to nurture their faith and unlock their God-given talents. In cooperation with Useful to God Ministries, the listeners to Thinking Christian on Life Audio can access empowering online courses for a 50% discount on all courses. Visit UsefulToGod.com and use code Useful 2023. In yesterday's podcast of Thinking Christian, Dr. James Spencer and our correspondent, Nate Giriatano, had a useful conversation with skateboard pro Jake Harmony. We left off where Jake was at a crossroads between faith and professional sports. Here's the rest of that story. I have this friend, Melody, who is from New Zealand, and she does this, she partners with like Festival One, and she has like a skate ministry and stuff out there. Um, And she's just an amazing person. And while things were going good in my life, I had gone over to New Zealand a few times with like Brian Sumner and different people and shared the gospel and like done art shows and like played music and like all this stuff. So it was like so cool. And she called me and she was like, hey, Josh, like God is telling me he wants you to come to New Zealand. And I just told her, like, I'm not doing well in my faith right now. Like, I'm really wrestling with this. Like, I don't feel like it's appropriate for me to come out there. And at the time, like, I had even started sharing, like, my struggles, like, about my faith, like, openly on Instagram and stuff. Like, yeah. And and the people that were over her were saying, don't have him come. Like, it's not appropriate for him to come, like, in the state. Like, he's, like an apostate almost or something, you know? And Mm -hmm. so they're like, don't have him come. And she was like, she just told them like, God told me, like, I don't know how else I'm, I don't know what else I'm supposed to tell you, but he told me that Josh is supposed to come out here. And so she was like, I, I know you don't want to come, but I feel like you're supposed to come and you don't have to talk to anyone. Just come and skate, just come and skate. And, and, and that's all you got to do. So I was like, all right, well, we're moving back to California, and if we're in California, we're doing okay, and we find an apartment, then then I'll go out there. So we sold our place. We moved to California. We had looked for a place, an apartment out here for like four days straight. My parent, the kids were staying at my parents' house while we were trying to find a place. Exhausted everything on the internet, and then we we're just like, "There's nothing left. There's nothing available." And my wife was like, "Well, let's just." let's just call it a day and we'll just figure it out. And so we were driving to some restaurant and on the way driving to the restaurant, this car stops in front of me and these kids get out. And so while we're stopped for the kids getting out to play at the playground, I look over to my side and there's this, there's this little for rent sign and it has, it just has an address. (laughs) And so I'm like, Whoa, what's that one? Like, that's not on the internet. So I drive to the place and I'm typing the number on my phone and this car pulls up next to me and while I'm still typing, the window rolls down and this woman's like, hey, hey. And I was like, hey, what's up? And she she goes, are you about are you here looking for the apartment? And I was like, yeah. She's like, I own it. I'll show it to you right now. And I was like, what? No way. So we we like check out the place and this lady like is stoked on us for whatever reason. I don't know why, but <laughs> we're like, <laughs> we're I'm like, this place would be amazing. Like it would help me get my family back on our feet. Like I don't have a job. I don't have anything. Like I can promise you, but I promise you, I will try so hard. Like I will not let you down. And she goes, 
I feel like this is a God thing and you're supposed to, you're supposed to move into this apartment. Wow. That's awesome. And I was like, what? And then, so she takes the for rent sign down and I just can't believe it. I'm like, what is happening? Like, like what, what fortune is this? Like, it was such a blessing. Right. And then, so I like, I'm walking out of the apartment and I hear this small voice inside me so small that said, I choose your dwelling place and not you. And I remember being like, did I think that? And I was like, I, I was like, what? That's so weird. So anyway, fast forward, we're doing great, right? We're moving to our place. Like I'm just kind of doing art freelance. We're not making a ton of money. We're kind of living on savings. New Zealand trip comes up. I end up going. So I go to this New Zealand trip, skate the whole time. The last day of, of the festival, there's like this huge worship night. And at this time, I'm like full on like agnostic. Like, I'm just like, I'm not going to feel anything. Like, I don't trust anything I've felt or thought about God or anything. Like, I'm just doubting it all, right? I feel like I can't trust myself or trust anyone at this point. But the worship was so beautiful. And I remember, I remember feeling like I was missing God, you know, like, like I just missed him. And and I remember I prayed the simple prayer and I was just like, God, if you love me and you're real, I'm not going to resist you. And that was all I said. And then the next day we went out to eat and I had to fly home later on that evening. And when we were sitting there having breakfast at this table, there was like a group of people from the festival. And there was this one woman there, her name was Colleen, who has the same name as the woman who who had was into like the occult type stuff as well, which sure. was super weird. And we're just like having breakfast and she just looks at me and she goes, Hey, Josh, have you, have you ever done like, have you ever been into like astrology or anything like that? And I'm like, I'm not like into it, but I've had like friends that are into it and they've like, yeah. like I've, I've read into it. And she was like, I could see that there's demonic oppression in your life. And I feel like I'm supposed to pray for you. And I remember just being like, what? Like, and I started thinking about it and I was like, well, maybe, I mean, how could she know that? Like, why would she bring that up out of nowhere? Right. And then, so, so I'm like, okay, like, yeah, you can pray for me. And so we like, I just sort of was just whatever about it. And we went to the car and she prayed for me in the car and she just had me run through all these things. Like I renounce tarot cards. Like I renounce tarot cards. I, I renounce, you know, witchcraft and occult practices and astrology and all these different things. And she's just like praying and speaking over me and just like praying for freedom for me for probably about 30 to 35 minutes. And I remember the whole time I was thinking in my, in my mind, I remember thinking, I'm not going to resist anything. I'm not, I'm not going to like, I'm not going to want something to happen. I'm not going to resist it. Like, I'm just going to sit here and just be here. And that's it. And something about like 30 to 35 minutes my eyes just started like crying but I wasn't crying it was like water was just coming out of my eyes like a lot like a lot a lot and I felt the Holy Spirit again and I felt the, the presence of God again and she told me she said she said when you when you were dabbling in that stuff you let demonic oppression you gave authority into your life and you brought demonic oppression into your life. And that's that's where that depression and everything was coming from. And that just rocked my whole understanding of like everything. Like it rock it like yeah. it just rocked me. And I I 
I came home so excited about God again, like, so just like with wind in my sails with hope, you know, like God could do yeah. something like God could use me again. Like, like, here we go. Fresh and then, fire. Yeah. Fresh fire. And then, and then, so where I get home from that trip and then I'm driving to the beach and there's this guy, Grant Noble, who used to, he's a surfer and he rode for Ruka, which was the same brand that I rode for, for skateboarding. And he was like, well, what's up, Josh? And I was like, well, what's up, Grant? And when I saw him, I felt the Holy Spirit so strong. And I was like, what the heck was that about? And then I, I, I felt so strong that I hit him up on Instagram later. And I was like, hey, Grant, this is going to sound weird, but like, do you believe in God? <laughs> And he was like, yeah, I do. Like, you should come to, you should come to this Bible study. And I was like, what? Crazy. He's like, actually, we have church tomorrow too. Like, you should come to our church. And the church that he went to met at the school across the street from us. Wow. And <laughs> we started going there. And then we had, we, we were like going to Brian Sumner's church, which was all the way up in Huntington. It was called Branches. And when we went there, the, the, the pastor's wife came up on stage and she was like, Hey, I want to pray for, a, we pray for a church every week. Uh, and today we're going to pray for branches. And when she said branches, it was just like the spirit spoke to me that like, this yeah. is where I'm supposed to be. They're like acknowledging the church that you were going to, but this <laughs> yeah. is where you're supposed to be kind of thing. Then I later found out that the day that we moved into our apartment, which was on nine 11, they started meeting at that school across the street. <laughs> same day, And then <laughs> And then so, so anyway, I start getting plugged in this church, which we're going to now. My wife and I run the children's and youth ministry there. And um, but so I, I'll, I'll wrap it up and we can talk about different stuff. But like, so to bring it to bring it back. So we're I come back from New Zealand. We're getting plugged into church. Like, it's like, wow, like God is doing stuff. It's like really cool. Like he's like moving again. Right. And then so my friend Carl was working for Vans, the shoe company, like on the side, like doing events and promotions and stuff. And this one event, the U.S. Open, which is like a huge event of skating and surfing that's in Huntington Beach every year, um, he couldn't do it that year. And so he was like, hey, Josh, I think you'd be a good a good fit for this gig. So I start talking to Vans and they invite me to come help run the U S open and I'm running catering VIP, like all the stuff and like handling it. But it's awesome. Cause it's like, I'm using these skills that I had learned in, right. in Minnesota, but I'm doing it in like an action sports context. And it's like kind of cool. Yeah. And then the last day, the last day at the U S open, I run it like I run into Christian Asoy and I just, the, the Holy spirit was just so strong. Christian Asoy is like a, he and I like did ministry together for years. So we like bump into each other in US Open. And I look down and I realize that we're on the beach on the sand and there's all these plywood boards connected to all the different <laughs> vendors of Play. the of the US Open. Yeah. And the the dream popped in right. my head. Like, there it is. Like what? Like it was like I then realized like that that God was going to bring me through that whole thing. He's like, here comes your season, right? He didn't explain yeah. it to me. He's like, there's a season coming. You're going to go through it. And, and trust me, like I dealt, like when I went through that doubt, that crisis of faith, like it was real and it was horrible. Yeah. And I, I like still cry about it and ask God to forgive me for the things that I thought, the things that I said, you know what I mean? But 
I rest in the fact that he still loves me because otherwise, why would he, why would he show me what he was going to do? Right. And then, you know what I mean? Yeah. And it's almost like, it's almost like he had a greater purpose and a greater refinement in my faith and another level of strength that he wanted to impart to me, but he needed me to kind of walk through that season of doubt and that season of isolation in order to to strengthen me to where he could use me for whatever this next season is in my life and and so now like when i'm doing children's ministry or youth ministry we're like most people would probably look at that and be like oh it's, what's what's the use or like what's why would you do that or that who cares about that it's like it's like no like i'm serving the king and like anything that i can like impart to them that can like plant a seed of faith is like it it's worth everything You're listening to Thinking Christian with Dr. James Spencer. We're listening to a story about uh, Josh Harmony, uh, the skateboardist. (laughs) Can you say skateboardist? Well, I just did. Uh, When we come back, we'll, we'll think a little bit more about some of these questions that Josh was asking himself, that James asked Josh uh, about this time. We're going to take a short break, and when we come back, we'll have the conclusion of this story from Josh Harmony on Thinking Christian. You're listening to Thinking Christian on Life Audio. Hi, I'm Beckett Cook, host of The Beckett Cook Show. I lived as a gay man in Hollywood for many, many years until I had a radical encounter with Jesus 13 years ago. Since then, I've gotten my master's degree in seminary and published a book called A Change of Affection. On my podcast, The Beckett Cook Show, I sit down with fascinating Christian scholars and thinkers to address the lies of the culture and bring the biblical truth to bear on those lies. To start listening now, go to lifeaudio.com or search for The Becca Cook Show on your favorite podcasting platform. 